start us off. Okay. First, you can't move too much, but keep this here. Get okay. it how you want it. Not going to move it. Okay. Just sit like this and chit chat with you. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome. <laughs> welcome back. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Love That For You. This is episode 16. And today, I, Jules, this is me. It's just me here. And I have Pat on. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, so it's just going to be me and him today kind of chatting a little bit about uh, last week's episode and kind of like filtering in our own thoughts and getting your perspective on everything. I'm excited. But, yeah. So yeah, if you guys don't know Pat, he's my fiance. We were supposed to get married a few weeks ago and didn't, obviously, because of everything that happened, but we're still kicking it. Still trying to figure out what our plan is going to be. Yeah. So yeah, give me an update on how you've been. How have I been? I've been yeah. good. We've been living we've been- Last Our week, parents. we went back to Pennsylvania, and we were there for the week. We just planned to go there for like 24 hours. I literally packed one pair of underwear and then a change yeah. of shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt. Yeah, we went uh, for the week just to kind of get away. And we ended away. up spending there, being there the whole week. So I was underprepared, but ended up making a couple Target runs, bought, yeah. bought some things I needed there to cover me for the week. Well, we really went back so that I, I did like a whole Poshmark haul thing on my Instagram last week. So I went back to organize our shit because everything is at my parents, all of our stuff since we don't have like a home technically. So we kind of went back to organize and get that together and then ended up just being like, let's just stay the week, which was nice because it's... There's more space over there than there is at yeah, the beach. Yeah, it was nice to be home, and we got to see some friends and family and just back in Pennsylvania, which is where we're both from, so yeah. it was nice. Yeah. So what are we going to... We have a little... Well, I did talk about this last week, how we were planning to maybe road trip, and I haven't announced it or said anything on my Instagram, but we've kind of decided this week that that was something that we're going to do. Yeah. We're hoping to leave this Saturday, take two weeks, and road trip a... Across America. Yeah, basically. We literally have like two weeks. I don't, a little bit more because Pat has a class he has to be back for. Mm-hmm. But originally we were like, let's go to like Wyoming, the Grand Tetons, and then do like Zion National Park and like Utah, Arizona, kind of like Colorado, that whole area. Now we have a little less time. Mm-hmm. So we, just- we had big plans up front to go all over the country. But now we've kind of narrowed it down to a few different spots that we're going to hit. and Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. We've been, I was just saying that we have been quarantined together for, I don't know, three months. And we went from long distance to literally long distance for five years where we'd see each other like on average once a month. And then to immediately living together with Vivs at her house. So there's four of us. And so basically we haven't left each other's side in 24 hours. And now... We decided it was a good idea to be locked in a 4 by 4 for two weeks. So we'll see how yeah, that goes. Locked in a Jeep for two weeks together. Yeah. So. And I think like if we we're, – we're deciding to like Airbnb slash maybe sleep in the car a little bit. We yeah, don't want to Slash stay with some friends and family along yeah. the route. Yeah. So we have friends in Wyoming and in Montana that we might stop and stay with them. I think like the whole hotel – thing was kind of like i don't know if we want to do that with covid and everything but we're just gonna wing it a little bit definitely winging it a little bit yeah yeah we're just That's gonna it. just gonna do it saturday morning hit the open road and <laughs> we have like literally just, nothing we're just planned, gonna drive so. wherever feels right yeah <laughs> i think we're gonna try to get to wyoming in like three days which i don't know if it's possible but we'll see wish us luck 
<sighs> yeah. All right. So today's episode is really going to be you guys last time me and Viv talked about our religion and our faith and kind of like how we are Viv is obviously Christian Catholic. So Pat is also Catholic was born raised Catholic and I'm Jewish. So we we're going to kind of talk about that today like kind of our a little bit of our plans and I'm going to ask him a few questions so that you guys can get a better idea of like what that's like. So I yeah. uh I'm I'm Catholic, family's Roman Catholic. He hates me. I can't do anything right, but I'm trying. <laughs> He's I'm trying. trying. He's getting more into the podcast world. Yeah, so I'm Catholic, um born and raised Catholic. I was baptized um you know, shortly after birth and then went through all the, the sacraments and was confirmed. Um, and I think like many of us have kind of gone through the, the highs and lows of religion and faith. And, you know, there was a time in my life where I never went to church, never prayed. There have been times where I've gone every Sunday, sometimes more than just once a week, gone to church, you know, prayed. Um, and faith has been something that my parents have really instilled in me you know, my whole life and, you know, is still a big part of my life. Uh, on my left arm, I have a, a cross tattooed um, on my inner left arm. And then on my right thigh, I have the word hope tattooed on me, which is what I think a lot of my faith um, provides to me, a lot of hope and, you know, a lot of like the spirituality of it. So, yeah. you know, I obviously with covid all the churches has been have been closed so i haven't been to mass in a couple months but you know prior to that when i was living in dc there was a, a church uh four blocks from me st peter's um in capitol hill that i would try and go to try and go to every week and actually the past couple of years through work we always set personal and professional goals and one of my personal goals um each of those couple of years has been to attend church at uh, at least every other week. Um, while you were so in D.C. Yeah, while saying. I was in D.C. Yeah. So it's always been something that's been important to me and, you know, something I'm, I don't know, passionate about. It's imp it's important to me and, you know, yeah. provides a lot of value to me. So. Well, we'll get into like more of that, but I just wanted to give you guys a background on where he grew up and like where he stands. I'm going to read a few of your stories that you sent in. So I had I don't even know if Pat knows us, but I had sent like, or we told our audience to send in stories of like miracle stories, faith stories. So I'm going to read a few and you're going to respond. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So I'll just start it off. Let's see. Some of these are kind of long, so I'm only going to read a few. And you sent us DMs and I just think it's some of the stories were cool because I had talked about in the last episode that faith has not been a part of like my life, but I kind of want it to be going forward. So I was just interested in their stories. Okay. Yeah. So this one is from Leah. She says, I love listening to your episode today on my walk. This was last week's episode. Um, I was really interested in listening to Jules speak about her religion and hearing the similarities in faith between Viv and I. I was born, raised, and still am Catholic. And I found a lot of similarities in our thinking when it comes to going to church, feeling guilty when having my mind wandering, etc. What I struggle with is the concept of actively going to church religiously every weekend and then being seen as a sin almost if you don't practice the ritualistic side of going to church in parentheses going to confession attending masses and holy days i'm not sure if you can speak more about your opinion on this in the future episode 
As far as stories go, I have extremely relatable similar moments when certain things happened to me or occurred to through my faith. Um, so first, my grandmother passed away last year and it really shook my family. She was extremely close to all of us and it was very devastating. I remember the week it happened, I had a class one night and couldn't imagine going. I was too upset and couldn't decide if I should miss it or not. Also, my younger sister had a job interview the same day in the morning and she was feeling the same way I was. Like she couldn't imagine doing an interview when a family member had just passed away. The night before my class was to happen and her interview was to happen, I ended up getting an email saying that my class was canceled, dot, dot, dot. I was literally dumbfounded. I figured it was just a coincidence, but then my sister ended up receiving an email from the company she was to have an interview with saying they needed to reschedule to a different day. My family and I were absolutely blown away. Like, how did that just happen? How did both things just get canceled? I truly believe that it was God or our grandmother giving us a break from the commitments we had just to grieve on our own terms. To this day, it's still crazy to think things worked out like that. I don't know. I thought that was interesting just because like those – I don't know you have, I don't know if you've had like faith stories like or like miracle stories like that, but Viv was like sharing a few of hers and just to have things happen in a certain way and kind of like know that things happen for a reason is something that I'm like I don't even know if I believe in or – Yeah, I know. It, darn. I, I mean it's just like right. how things work out and for, for her she's believing like this happened for a reason and that was like meant to happen and for me sometimes I'm like, oh, that was such a coincidence. I don't yeah. know, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, the way I, when Julia asked me some of the, if I've ever had stories like this and I, I was like, no, I don't have like single stories that stick out in my mind because to me, I believe that everything happens for a reason, right? And, you know, the example, the story you just read from Leah is a positive example that she remembers, right? Like that happened. Right. She believes her grandmother was involved. I'm sure she was. Um you know, but I always believe that even when the bad things, the good things, the normal things, when anything happens, that it always happens for a reason. Yeah. And that, you know, if you do believe in a greater all being that is all in control, that it's not just that being an example of when, you know, the God is involved, that it's the simple things when, you know, something you don't remember. Did you hit a red light? Did you hit a green light? Did yeah. Yeah get stopped at a stop sign, you know, that, that there's always a greater meaning that is, you know, not as easily recognized as, you know, a miracle or yeah. as, but it right. is. Right, and if you grow up having those, like, thoughts, then it's easier to, like, believe that it was meant to happen or something. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just not. But that's a cool story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a you know, certainly a positive story in Leah's mind that she, you know, associates with her grandma and, you know, I think maintaining those connections beyond, you know, her grandmother's physical being is, right. you know, hugely important. And, you know, if you can continue to find peace in her and, you know, her being, then, you know, that's all the more sign of love. Yeah. You know, I, I think about, I was, I guess, 10 years old when my grandfather passed away as my mom's dad. And, um, I guess he died in February and like little league baseball was like the most important thing to me. And then after, you know, he died in February, shortly thereafter baseball season started and I was a pitcher. And I remember in like real, you know, pressure filled situations for little league baseball. I remember rather than praying to God, I would pray to my grandfather to go to God and ask him to help me. Like, because I believed that my grandfather was in heaven mm-hmm. and he had the ability to go speak to God yeah. because they're both in heaven together. 
And I told my mom that, and she said, well, you know, uh, that's a good idea and a good way to go about it, but, you know, maybe you should just speak directly to God. (laughs) Why did she say that? I don't know. know (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, so I'm going to read one more story. Just kind of. All right. Yeah. So this one is from Marissa. She says, this is a faith story from my mom. We are members of the church LDS slash Mormon. When my mom was in kindergarten, she walked about six blocks by herself from her house to school in Portland, Oregon. Crazy if you ask me. I feel like we would never do that today. One day on her walk to school, she had this feeling that she should cross the street in a different place than she usually did. She thought it was silly because doing so would actually make her a little further away from school, but she, but the thought wouldn't leave her mind, so she just decided to cross the street to a different corner. Just as she arrived to the other corner, two cars crashed into each other right on the sidewalk corner where my mom would have been. It was a really bad car accident. The cars hit each other head on and the drivers were injured pretty badly, as my mom saw. If she would have crossed where she normally did, she would have been crushed by the two cars. This is such a great reminder to to me to never ignore promptings, thoughts, and feelings that I get, even if they seem really out of the blue or maybe even inconvenient. Love the podcast. Crazy. Kind of gives me like the, the chills. Um, well, I and- feel like when you have, sometimes you have like random feelings and you either follow them or you don't but sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean anything but like obviously like she had this weird feeling just across the street and it's like that's just random yeah i don't know yeah yeah i mean i you know i think those random feelings um you know intuition is oftentimes a strong thing to act on yeah a, a lot of people you know, intuition or your gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, is for a lot of people, they're, you know, their guiding compass. You know, yeah. That, that's what they make decisions based off. That's what they act off, you know. And and a lot of times it does end up being right, you know. Yeah. Sometimes they're right, you know, right. Sometimes it does end up being wrong. But, yeah. you know, obviously in that story, it seems like there was something greater that was telling your six-year-old mom yeah. That she should cross the street. And like as and, a six-year-old you know? too. Yeah. I always, as a six-year-old, obviously, you know, it's like you think of the impact of Marissa, just the impact on her life, you know, if God forbid her six-year-old mom never crossed that street. Yeah. Know, something would have happened to her or, you know, maybe yeah. not lost her life, but get hit by a car and have something. And then, you know, the whole, the whole ripple effect of her life now to her daughter and family's life, it's just you know so yeah. impactful and there was a teaching that i always remember from when i was young about why not to um complain when things don't go your way and it it was a you know like it was a bunch of like little lines and then it was because god had something different in mind so you know being a young boy i was big into sports and you know so one of the teachings was for example, like, don't be upset when the player you wanted to give you a high five walked by and he skipped over your hand. And then, like, the 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 reason he skipped over your hand, you know, what appeared to be an accident, but he actually, the person before you, touched his hand who had germs that if he gave to you, you were going to visit your grandma the next day. So you would have been sick, transferred it to your grandma. So it's just trying to give you, like... It's just trying to, like, change your perspective on... You know, yeah, I'm sad my play that player didn't give me a high five, but that that there always is something bigger. There's always a reason behind. Mm. There's always like something or somebody you're not else even gonna is think of always in control. That yeah. like, you know, I keep having to tell myself this with like our wedding. 
you know, like if our wedding went as planned, like, I don't know, maybe there's something greater yeah. that I don't understand that I can't see right now yeah. as to why it wasn't good for our wedding to go as planned. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe in 10 years, we'll be able to look back and be like, oh my goodness, if our wedding went as planned, we wouldn't have seen or done this. And like, you know, sometimes like, obviously like the story now, like the impact was clear to her mom crossing the street. She right. got hit by a car, but sometimes you don't have that visibility to know like yeah. what the impact was one way or another. Yeah. All right. I want to read one more. Okay. Because it's a good one. All it's right. like, yeah. Okay. So this is the last one that I'm reading, but this is uh, Malia. I'm pretty sure. Hopefully I'm saying your name right. She said, hi, guys, just sharing a miracle that I experienced in high school that changed my life. I was just a sophomore that grew up Catholic, but wasn't a huge believer and had many questions about my religion. My mom at the time had some health issues going on and kept going to the doctors. They came back to the conclusion it was her appendix causing her to be ill. I went to school the next day, and the next thing you know, I get a call saying my mom is in the ICU. Turns out my mom felt wrong that morning and had my dad take her in. When they got there, my dad was yelling at the receptionist to get her into to get her in because something was off. While all that was happening, my mom dropped to the floor quickly, and luckily they were already near the ICU. She was rushed there, and turns out that she had a brain aneurysm. She had to go through surgery right away. After that, she was in a coma, and she ended up having a stroke through the process and well, as well and had two more surgeries. She was in a coma for months. It came to an end where we had to decide if we were going to take her off of life support. We were told most likely she wouldn't make it, and it was time to say goodbye. That night, I lost it and felt like I had nothing left. I had this urge to pray, which I did not feel before. I prayed begging God and apologizing for not fully believing and struggling. But I told him it just wasn't her time. That next morning, I went to school and felt anxious. I got called out of class and they told me I had a call and that I needed to leave right away. They said that my mom woke up and she wanted to see me. I was bawling and I knew that then and there that God was listening. The doctors even said she was a living miracle. A couple months in speech and physical therapy and she was her healthy self again. And I thank God every day. Sorry for the long story, but love you and what you guys represent. You both inspire me. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I felt like that one was just like one of those stories you hear like on the news or like every now and then where you're like, wait, what? It's crazy. Yeah. It almost like glazes over my eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like, yeah. I don't even know what to say. It's just yeah. like awe inspiring and like yeah, a miracle. And like when you feel like you have no hope, like you're losing it all. It's like, And then you hear these stories and you're like wow they actually happen out there whether or not personally i believe like speaking to somebody at least right now is gonna help it's just like good to know that other people believe it all right so thank you guys for sending some of those stories and i saw a lot of them and i read all of them didn't don't have time to read everything right now but hopefully i can a little bit later um i kind of wanted to get into obviously pat just explained his faith and religion like how he grew up so what I and other people want to know is kind of what you've learned, I guess, since meeting me and like your thoughts. Like what were your like immediate thoughts when you found out that I was Jewish? Were you like, oh my gosh, is this going to work in the long run? Or was it like, I don't know, just give me your yeah. thoughts. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously now um, today's, I guess, I don't know, day and age, um, Yeah, you know, the – cross religion relationships you know are are common you know more common than decades ago i guess yeah um and i think you know when i 
I guess, knew obviously about myself, but when I learned that about Julia, you know, being Jewish, it was... I don't even know not, when you knew. Like, when did... I don't remember, like, telling I you. I, I feel like I probably knew it when we started talking or it wasn't like a... Yeah, you might have known already. You know, yeah. But, you know, a, as it became, you know, when we started hanging out and going on dates and being friends, it was like, all right, this doesn't matter. You know, it wasn't like a... Yeah. Impactful to the relationship at that point. But then when things start to get serious, like, obviously, you know, there are things that as the relationship matured that we wanted to talk about. And, you know, it's... Um, something that we've continued to talk about. And it, it was never like a deal breaker for me. I'm yeah. not the type of person who's like, yeah, I'm only going to marry a Catholic person or a Christian person or... I feel like we got lucky in that way a little bit because I feel like a lot of people it is or could be yeah, like a deal I, breaker. I don't think it's lucky or unlucky. It's just, you know, yeah. how people's preference are. Because for a lot of people, I mean, you know, making decisions on how to raise kids is you know, is a deal breaker. Yeah. And if I, you know, we've had some conversations on it. We haven't made decisions, but when, it, you know, if I was super firm in my position and said, look, if I have kids, I'm raising them Catholic. Or if you said, I'm at, you're having kids, you're raising them Jewish. Like that yeah, would be a different. Yeah, we didn't see like that eye would be. Yeah, that would yeah. just be a different conversation for us to have than what we've had in the past. So, you know, I, I think it works for us because we are both flexible um, with that. Um, you know, and, and that's not the case for everybody. And that's every person has the right and the ability to stand their ground. If, you know, if that's something that they're passionate yeah. about and say, look, I'm, I could have said, and I'd confidently said it, look, Julia, I love you. You're a good person. I'm a good person, but you know, unfortunately I want to raise my kids this way. And if you're not I mean, you've said it. all about that, if I could have said that, oh, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and if you would have said, all right, that's fine. You know, I'm happy for you, but that's not how it's going to be with me. Then, mm -hmm. you know, and I read, two adults can make that decision and move on. And that's Yeah. Fine. There was a DM I got a, from our last episode. And this girl was saying that she decided to uh, kind of go with what her fiance or boyfriend, I guess, wanted to, how the, she, I guess he wanted to move forward with the relationship and said that it has to be i don't know which religion it was but she mm -hmm. decided to just kind of go with that and i was like i mean at some point it's either you do things together or you take someone's i don't want to say side but like just yep. decide to pursue that yeah i mean i think you know religion is a big aspect of people's lives and of relationships but at the end of the day, it's all a matter of give and take and sacrifice. Yeah. Right. Unless you end up with everything in relationship, of not course, just with everything, yeah. not just religion and conversations about raising kids. You know, there's going to be some give, there's going to be some take. And, you know, it's a matter of the lines of communication to be able to talk yeah. about it. And, you know, I might say, look, we're going to baptize our kids. We're going to raise Catholic. But what I will give up for that. Or not give up for that, but in exchange, you know, for your support with that, I will make sure that, you know, we spend every, you know, Jewish holiday teaching about, you know, the Jewish religion and, and the stories. And, you know, also because I do know that is important to your dad and your parents that, you know, that kind of tradition and those stories continue to be told. And, yeah, you know, th there's a little bit of give and take there. And, yeah. and that's like everything. I mean. <laughs> there, there are give and takes with you know what I get to eat when I'm with Julia or what I get to drink. Like I'll eat a salad 
because she wants me to, but the take is that I'm going to have a little more bourbon. Yeah. Than I should. No, for real. <laughs> um, yeah. So, is there anything that you've like learned specifically from me? I guess from I don't know. I don't think you've been in an interfaith relationship. Is that what it's called? Interfaith? Like mixed faith? Mixed faith. Like someone else with a different religion. I mean, I've only dated in my past people that were not. I've never dated anyone who was Jewish. So for me, it's never been like, oh, this is something new. It's always just been like, I never thought I was going to marry someone Jewish because I never dated anyone who was Jewish. Yeah. I don't know. I guess (laughs) I just, it's. It's one of those things like any decision with who you're going to date or marry, like it's a piece and a part of it. It's not the only. Yeah. For some people, it is the biggest. But, you know, for Julie and I, with who we are as individuals, it's not the biggest thing. It's an important thing. Yeah. But it's not a deal breaker or a deal maker. It's not like I'm just out there looking for any Catholic woman. Yeah. You know, there are some people that are. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like a lot of people are looking for that and that's fine. Yeah. But if you find yourself in a relationship that's like one way or the other, it's hard to either choose. And then like if you really wanted that to work out, but that person has this like one thing that they're not willing to give up and you can't give up, you know, it's just like that to me just sucks as like a a reason that you have to break up. That's how it is for a lot of people, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think you asked me how I if I've learned anything. I mean, I've definitely learned a lot. I've always, you know, in our five years together now, being at the different um, holidays with you, Julia, and your family, you know, I've yeah. definitely learned a lot of the, you know, the different traditions, the different teachings. You know, I know uh, what is the holiday where your dad makes me do some of the readings. Passover. At Passover every year, he makes me do. <laughs> Just because uh, you don't know. And he's like, he picks on people that. Well, here's work. the thing is that Jewish <laughs> teachings are part of catholic and christian teachings yeah they're very similar they just the difference is jesus so they think i don't know julia says i don't know when it's actually i probably know (laughs) more more than than julia and more than a lot of other people that are in the room yeah at those passover but julia's dad always likes to make me do the um some of the passover readings which i i always enjoy yeah i think you like it be, be part of it and then Every time after I do one of the the, um, the readings, Julia's brother, Corey, always says, oh, and now you just uh, converted to a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> so we always laugh about yeah. that. It's Yeah. It's fun. I mean, like, going into, like, another topic, we, I mean, obviously, we want to have kids at some point, and mm-hmm. people are always like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to raise your kids? And I feel like we're we're not, like, looking for help or advice, but I feel like it's always fun to hear, like, I don't know any couples that have raised their kids both in like the Jewish culture and Catholic world. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like we're kind of in the position where we're trying to figure out like, well, I mean, we've had these talks before and they kind of just fade out because we're like, for us, it's not a deal breaker or maker. Oh, and because we're also not having kids. Well, that's yeah. the thing though. Like, but like- some people say like, you should have that planned out before you decide to get married. And like, we've had talks about it, but we're not like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, I think we know somewhat what we're going to do and we will have to you know when it time comes based on circumstances and whatnot we will have to make the best decision then i mean i I always think uh yeah having a plan having talked about it is good and important but we also had one year worth of planning into our wedding and you know plans get demolished and changed and (laughs) right you know now we're learning that and we're learning that 
how are we going to figure these things out as a couple? You know, how are we going to work through it? How are we going to, you know, be able to, you know, still put our head uh, on the pillow at the end of the night and, you know, look over and say, I love you. Like, yeah, it's going to be hard. Things aren't going to go as we plan. Things are going to be difficult, but yeah, you know, that's why you, you marry somebody you can work with, not somebody you always agree with. Yeah. You know? Well, I think like a big part of what's in our brains too is like, and I think for everyone, when you, I'm just learning this, obviously, when you get married and you have kids and you have your parents kind of over you telling you like what they think and what their thoughts are and which like I absolutely love because I trust my parents and I take their opinions like to heart like probably I mean just like a lot so but then like when I don't necessarily agree or when they tell me kind of like what they'd be happy with and then we talk about it and we're like well at the end of the day like it's really just our decision and like that's I don't know that's been like a factor in us trying to like navigate the religion aspect or like what to do. Yeah, I think, you know, pressure from parents is a big part of I mean, what we're going through now, but a thing that we will have to seriously, seriously consider in the future with kids. Um, and I guess like every pre- couple deals with that in other yeah, ways. Of course, of course. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, my my six siblings that all are, are married and, you know, just conversations with some of them, you know, the different pressure you get from your parents and in-laws when you try and merge your life with, you know, another one or another family, you know, there's just going to be, you know, conversations and things that we'll have to maneuver. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about like the pressure um, with with our relationships. And I I think to like kind of tie it back to how we started talking about um, like my faith and Julia, your faith, like, I think a lot of what I believe obviously comes from, you know, my parents' teachings and, you know, what they've been able to instill in me, you know, in my beliefs about, you know, God and Jesus and, you know, what I believe about afterlife and heaven and, um, you know, that that is all stuff that I get, you know, it, it's not... Uh, you know, in my DNA, I guess, but it is hereditary. It is stuff, you know, my beliefs there are passed down the foundation of them, but I have, you know, evolved them and done my, you know, my readings and my trying to figure out and, but also like my, you know, looking inward to figure out what is most important to me and, um, you know, figuring out what I want to believe or, you know, and, and that has all changed and evolved over years like i said earlier like there are times when i you know believed full-heartedly and then there are times when i didn't believe yeah you know and i feel like something too that i mean i think i said this in the last episode but when i used to ask you because i was trying to figure out like what you liked about going to church Mm -hmm. and we were in dc in your apartment and i remember i don't know if you went and like i didn't go or i wasn't there but I kind of just wanted to know, like, what do you get out of going to church? Because I guess growing up for me, I mean, I only went as a kid to the synagogue and mm-hmm. it was just like annoying to me. And I didn't. Yeah. And then my mom didn't like the rabbi and like whatever. But I think you said, like, I like going as a way of like to relax and get like peace. Or I mean, you can quote me on what you said. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what I said. I think you said but like it was I, just a place for you to, instead of not necessarily listening to what they were saying exactly, because mm-hmm. not maybe everything is something you believe, but I mean. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, to me, going to church and finding the time and space to connect with God, I mean, a, a big, I mean, one, I want that. I don't, I guess it's hard for me to say I know why I want it. I don't know why I want it. Like when I'm at church or when I pray, I do feel like a, an inner peace. And obviously, you know, right now with, you know, so many things going on in the world and and even in our personal lives, like there's so much chaos. It's like, how do I find the peace that I need for my own, you know, mental sanity? Yeah. And like, yeah, I do find that at, at church or, you know, sitting in a quiet room or, yeah, you know, I pray a lot when I drive, you know, yeah. like, like finding those times and, you know, being able to understand that no matter how chaotic I may feel, no matter how stressed I feel, that there is something, someone, you know, that is someone else that is in control. Um, and like looking out for you, like you are, you're like, things are going to turn out because yeah. they always do kind of thing. Well, not that things always turn out, but that things are all tied into a bigger, different plan. Things that are out of my control. Like, you know, so I'm many so times. that kills me. Uh, well, so like, many times, yeah. like. I struggle with getting frustrated at work because something isn't going my way and like, or, you know, in our relationship with Julia or, you know, when I golf, I suck, but <laughs> you know, it's like, how do I let these things not bother me? You know, because they are the stresses of, of life that can build up, but how do you, how do you not let them bother you? Yeah. And that's what I need. And, like and help keep with. your calmness, keep your sanity, keep your, your mental health, yeah. you know? And and church and God and faith are, are a big part of that. Yeah. Um, you know, when I got my tattoo on my first tattoo was the cross on my arm. I now have three tattoos. Um, but my first tattoo when I got it, I had a family member ask, you know, why did you get that? And um, I my reason really for getting it was. And just the way I explained it was, you know, when you used to want to know something, you would write it on your hand. Yeah. And then two hours later, you'd go, you'd like, you'd go and wash it off. And then you would forget what you had mm -hmm. written on your hand. I was like, well, rather than writing on my hand and wash it off and forget it, I wanted to write it on my skin and not be able to wash it off. That way I wouldn't forget it. Yeah. And that just... was my way. And I, I was actually at a time where I was coming off of not caring about religion, not going to church. And I was like, so at like an inner fight with myself, I was like, I don't want that. Yeah. So how do I force myself to not let me go to, doesn't or mean go get a tattoo again? everyone. <laughs> yeah. Don't go get a tattoo but, and you can. Yeah. But it's, it's, it was something that was important to me and I know I want it to be important to me and I've got to get better at controlling, you know, the ups and downs of it and, it's funny yeah. because I feel like when, I mean, like, obviously right now with COVID, like, when you're not going to church and mm -hmm. I don't think you've been, like, doing them online. Like, obviously, I haven't seen that. Mm -hmm. And so I, like, forget half the time that, like, you do these things without me because we just do things differently in that sense. But, like, you're still, I guess you said, like, you pray in the car or, like, whatever, and it's kind of just, like, silent to yourself. And I guess that's how you do it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, obviously how we were just talking about like our faith 
being different. You know, I, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you guys plan to go about this? How do you guys? And, um, you know, you mean us, you and I, I mean, you like for future. Yeah. For future or yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just life. Yeah. Are we going to wake up Sunday mornings and right. That's watch cartoons or are we going to wake up and go to church? Yeah. You know, what's it going to be? Um, and my, my mom, uh, you know, in some of these discussions and even some of the stuff with like wedding planning, you know, are we going to have a priest? Are we going to have prayers? Are we going to have, you know, readings or teachings or whatnot? And my my mom has always said, you know, her position has always been like, you know, you, you can be flexible. You can be, um, give a little bit, but you do need to remember that you are a man of faith, a man who believes, and a man who that is important to. So don't give so much to the point where you lose that, yeah. you know? I don't know that she said that. Yeah. I mean, which... Stop. Sorry. <laughs> Just trying to eat the microphone. Um, Which I don't want you to forget. And, like, that's the thing with all my family and how I grew up is, like, for me... Being Jewish is, I've said this last time, it's a cultural thing and it's something that I just want my kids to like know where they came from, know that they're Jewish and like, you know, it's not necessarily about like what I believe or what they end up believing. But for you and then for me, learning off of you, like having our kids have faith and like believing in something greater because that's something that I wish I had is something I want them to have. So I kind of like, I don't know, I want you to teach that and like that's something that's like, let's do that for our kids. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, what we're talking about now and, you know, obviously you guys did it last week. You and Viv, the episode last week went through. So people reached out with questions. But I mean, really what you and I are talking about right now is theoretical, right? We've had conversations, but I mean, I I understand it for myself, but I don't know what it will be like, you know, for us with kids or what it'll be like. And I think I kind of like that. Like, I like that it doesn't have to be for us fully planned out of like what we're going to do because it's just hard like nothing so far has been planned the way we wanted it to be yeah so true yeah yeah so that's kind of where we stand with our future we'll see what happens but i don't know i hope that was interesting to you guys to just hear like our perspective coming from two people in an interfaith relationship about to be married um and like i and pat like we'd like to i mean i would like to hear i don't know about you i'm just speaking for you um if any of you guys are in an interfaith relationship or marriage and like have had these talks and like, I don't know, I'm curious to hear if you have figured out what you're going to do or what you already do. Um, so let me know. You can send me a DM and love that for you. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. Got any last words? Thanks, everybody. <laughs> um, all no right. No good last words. No good last words. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and I will see you in the next one. So. See you guys later. See you, everybody.